Welcome back to Defacast, everybody. I'm Carl Fernando. You shut your mouth. Oh, fucking interrupting already. It's good. Good back. Listen, shut up for a second. Oh, we had a good, we had a good little catch up. So we're our mouths are all um, exercised for the podcast. Been catching up. Time for the penetration. I was, I was just, I was just looking up stories. I don't know if you heard, Dave, but I was, I just typed in fucked up news oh, of yeah, the week. You're typing. <laughs> Your neighbours heard you. Typing. <laughs> well, yeah. Apart from my fucking, my goddamn, my just, just type so keyboard so that's connected up to a subwoofer. Just type out a sentence. All right, so all right. Everyone gets to the idea. <laughs> <laughs> It's dead said it is like a typewriter, isn't it? It's so fucking loud. And that was me doing it softly. Um, anyway. Yeah, I typed in, like, fucked up news of the week. Because I was just sort of like, I want, like, give us some content to, to talk about, to spitball about. And, like, the third thing down is most depressing news stories. And I was just like, why would you, why, why are you, cor- like, collecting these? So you can put these all together for somebody to read. And what kind of so person... Their lives oh, my God. Because I'm struggling to think of what kind of person would want to read all those anyway. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I'd be kind of curious, depending on the mood I'm in. Like, oh, even uh, then, man, yeah. it's dangerous. It's just like, oh, I'll just, I'll just play with this loaded gun. Like, nah. I don't know. Fucking hell. Sometimes, sometimes you just want to feel something, you know? It doesn't matter if it's good. <laughs> Yeah, picture of you sitting there stabbing your hand. <laughs> so it's not doing anything. <laughs> oh, but how's how's uh, everyone's week? How's everyone's well, week been? Uh, been pretty isolated. Yeah, yeah, pretty. I fun. haven't been. Fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, well, that's me and Michael, me and Michael feel really great because we're essential workers. We're keeping, yeah. we're, we're we're keeping this yeah. country going. Good on you guys. <laughs> it's, what's fucked up is like every single, like, I'm getting emails left, right and center from things that I never even remembered signing up to. Um, mm-hmm. But it's always just, it's just news with how they're handling COVID. And I'm like, I couldn't give a fuck. Like, I couldn't care how you're handling COVID hot yoga in South Melbourne on Sussex Street. Like, I wasn't going to go there. Yeah. Um, like, if it's not Pizza Hut, I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> yeah, you still... Um, can I still get pizza delivered? Then, yeah, yeah. shut up. <laughs> I, um... I got an email from the AWG, uh, from... For the uninitiated, the AWG is the Australian Writers Guild. Um, I'm a, I'm a member of it. I like, yeah, alright. I like... No need to... <laughs> I like to keep up to date with what's going on in my industry. Um, and how are they handling COVID? Oh, fantastically. So, <laughs> the first the first three fucking articles 
Because they, they, they'll send you an email with like just the latest news of what's going on with the Australian film sector. First one was... like I'm just getting tired of getting seeing these news reports that are just so contradictory um, or just stupid. The first article was um, the creator of Offspring, and she was basically like, you know, when this COVID... When COVID-19 is is done and it's lifted we're not going to see any Australian content for a very long time next article underneath that uh, Australian <laughs> Australian feature film uh, Australian, Screen Australia uh, putting 8.5 million dollars into funding uh, feature films being shot in Australia underneath that Australian TV loses out 500 million to COVID-19 <laughs> And I was just like, so what is it? Do I panic? Or do I go apply for funding bodies? Because there's $8.5 million falling out of the fucking sky to make movies where no one can, you know, make movies. I was just like, ah, this, this is exactly what I was getting the shits with. Like, yeah. why I stopped, why I kind of stopped reading the news. Because it was just so... I'm playing peekaboo, they just want you to guess. Like... Yeah. It's just, it's just so, um... Yeah, like... If it's not... If it's not pure clickbait, it's just drivel. It's like it's also flip floppy, like the mm. rules about what what you are allowed and not allowed to do. Mm. <laughs> yeah, essential. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? like only essential businesses are open, but mm. you know, places like you know JB Hi-Fi, Harvey Norman, things like that that yeah. aren't essential businesses are staying open. And then the, what the PM says, like, if your business is open, then you are an essential worker. But then don't go out unless it's for essential items. It's just like, how? Yeah, like, hang on. Like, am I going to eat DVDs? Because yeah. there's nothing nothing in those stores that's essential. Oh, TVs. You can eat TVs. <laughs> Look, man's got a point. <laughs> Uh, yeah, silly. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, that's been my fucking week. So, it's been so fucking weird, like this last week, especially because oh, I don't know. Traffic just seems to have gone back to normal. Like people have just stopped giving a fuck. Yeah. Like it's they they're acting like it's over when it's not and far from it. Hmm. So I don't know. It was just like it's it's only really now starting to dawn on me just how like how long this will go for like the like not i'm not talking about like the effects i'm just talking about like the immediate situation that we're in now like short short of like getting an overnight cure um like save even if they're like tomorrow we wake up and they're like yeah we've got a cure for it it's not like everything's going to be like all right let's you know yeah it's like we've got to get those we've got to mass produce that cure and then get it out to the world and it's like well that's going to take time. Like, I reckon even if we... If that scenario happened, I reckon this would be... This... We won't... The restrictions we have will be in place till the end of the year. Even oh, with yeah, a cure. Sure. Yeah. Or a vaccine. Well, like, cures... You wouldn't, vaccine. You wouldn't see... You wouldn't see the cure or a vaccine until next year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah to, mass, to mass produce it, you wouldn't... You wouldn't yeah. see it. Well, fuck, man. If they can't... If they can't mass produce masks... 
up to a rate where they're, you know, yeah. fucking nurses and doctors have got them. It's just like, yeah, fucking vaccine. You know who would get the vaccine? Bankers and fucking politicians and celebrities. That's yeah. that's who yeah. get the the vaccine. <laughs> and the and the wealthy. Yeah. But um Yeah, it's yeah. just dawned on me today just talking to people and I'm just like, yeah, this 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 is gonna be a whole new way of living for a very long I think for a very long time. Um even afterwards, I think a lot of people are just going to be like, no, nah, I'm happy to work from home. Just yeah. keep that. Uh, it's definitely going to change society. Mm. Sure. I mean, how we, how we mm. handle work. I wouldn't be surprised if we started seeing like four day work weeks and shit like oh. that. Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm honestly like I've spent the last sort of four to five days just, um, reworking my brain and my sort of energy levels into sort of a more positive um headspace so Mm. instead of being like like oh like you know that doesn't mean that i don't get angry at things or annoyed or whatever but just being like well this is fleeting this is passing and just sort of okay this thing has shit me fair enough (laughs) but don't let it drag on for any longer because it's like I've already like I'm dealing with so much already you know what I mean yeah. like with this the situation and, and everything like that but it's it's been I actually feel like the past four days five days I feel really good and it's yeah, um, good. yeah like my I just feel back to sort of s- semi-normal I guess yeah or as normal as you can be given the yeah yeah but it's yeah that, that that took me a bit as well like i struggled for a little while and like i'm okay mm. but it's just people man mm. people are killing me <laughs> like, Jesus but like isn't it funny how like that was the case before the pandemic anyway <laughs> you yeah, know what i mean that's yeah. like it's just heightened it's just, now yeah it's just amplified now like it's fucking insane mm. yeah i think at work i'm actually gonna start like refusing to serve people yeah. certain people because yeah. like not only are people still coming in but like a lot of them like today at work for example everyone I dealt with was either really dumb or a fucking asshole yeah and like the real fucking assholes I'm eventually just going to be like look you want to buy this too bad get the fuck out of my store <laughs> nice yeah, so, yeah. Like, some, something happened to one of the, like my counter staff today and like she told me the story and I was like I wish I was there so I could take the item off him and tell him to get the fuck out. Because oh, that's what. I'm yeah, and you know, you know what? Well, I think I think this is a prime opportunity, prime opportunity for anybody in customer service to fight back. To fight back <laughs> because it's like, yeah. what? How bad is it going to be for your company? I don't care what company it is, to fire yeah. you at the midst in the midst of this because you told a customer who wasn't abiding by the regulations to get out of the store it couldn't even be a basic human like yeah yeah and it's sort of like it's probably it's probably yeah i'm i'm telling right now anyone who listens to this podcast and you work in custom service and you see that shit and you always you know you run through that fantasy in your head you're like if i was only there i'd tell that person off or whatever if you're in that situation now this is like your get out of jail free card this is the only time it's going to happen so just fucking do it 
Because yeah. if enough people do it, it might actually change some attitudes mm. in general towards like customer service workers. Oh, hey, yeah, fuck! Remember my story the other week? Told a told a lady, told a lady to um. Republican people nodded. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was I was waiting for a standing ovation for for him to make a fucking coat of arms for me to walk out underneath, out of the store. <laughs> yeah, but social distancing, so they couldn't. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. That reminds me. Um, can't say it on the podcast, but I'll tell you off when we stop recording. Just remind me. Uh, it's got to do with. Well, now I with um, oh. companies <laughs> um <Yeah. laughs> oh man I wish I could say it on the podcast but I can't um but yeah that's it's, it's I feel like everybody's sort of moved out of that phase now as well like the people that I talk to because like just being that first day back at um back at a new store and the, like the last day that I had at the old store, you could you would walk into the center and you could feel everybody just I do not want to fucking be here, and yeah. people people would just be extremely vocal about it too when you talk to them. It's just be like yeah fuck this place, and then like going into work yesterday, everyone was just sort of like yeah look we're doing the best we can. And it was, and I've got to, I've got to think too, it's the demographic that's coming into the, our store. Because like, I remembered what, I remember what the demographic was like going into your store, Michael. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, I could not deal with that right now. Like yeah. the, there's. Like the, the sheer fact that we're not taking cash anymore. Yeah. It's just chaos, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it, it would throw so many people just this fucking curve it would be like you know speaking mandarin to somebody who fucking speaks spanish and it's just yeah. like they're not gonna have any idea what's going on and it's just like are you fucking kidding how dumb can you be no yeah no money i actually had to print out today a page from the reserve bank of australia's website explaining how yes cash is legal tender but we can refuse it if we Wow. Do you just... You know what you should do? Is that is that like a long sort of winded... Um... Not really. Like, to sum it up really quickly, is like, we can... Anyone can refuse cash as long as the um, agreement hasn't taken place beforehand. Oh, okay. Like, the, the, the transaction agreement yeah. hasn't taken place beforehand. Like, so say you're paying off a debt and you're in the middle of paying off that debt and suddenly they're like... We're not taking cash. You can be like, "Well, no, fuck you. That's unlawful. You still have to take my cash." Yeah, because we agreed on at the start of this transaction. Yeah, because yeah. what I was going to say is like, as soon as somebody just starts arcing up at you, you should just pull that paper out and then just just start reading off of it. Yeah. Like you just read it, and then no matter they they're yelling at you, they're trying to interrupt you. You just keep yeah. reading it, and then you get to the end, and if they're still standing there, you just start it again. Like you just. Fucking- <laughs> oh, just, just unwavering. Simpsons to Lisa's like, don't make me tap the sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly like that. And you know what? If they start get, if they just do not get it, that's when you you pull the PA speaker out and you start reading it through the PA speaker, looking oh, at oh. them fucking dead in the eyes. Like, oh, <laughs> I would love to see them flip out. I reckon they'd be like a robot. Like that, you just gave them an like a question that they could not answer. <laughs> they just yeah. head their head, just fucking. 
uh, steam coming out of their ears and they just explode. Jesus. <sighs> yeah. Anyway. That's good. Dave, how are you coping with it all? At home. Comfy. Yeah, fine. Ah, oh, good man. Yeah, that's, that's, I'm in my element. I'm <laughs> quite happy, uh, yeah, just chilling out playing games and watching movies and... <laughs> and have you, have you done anything you've done around the house that you wouldn't have done otherwise, though? Have I, what's Gotten stuff done, like, around the house that you wouldn't have done otherwise. Like, maybe, uh, maybe like, meaning to clean something out for ages and you just never done it. No, actually, but... But I, sh- I need to. <laughs> it's probably made me a little more lazy. I was going to say that. I'm not, I'm not getting up with the pur- purpose of, you know, going to work, doing stuff, being proactive. And then, you, you know, you come home or you're in that sort of rhythm. So on the yeah. weekend, you might do something or do a little... Like I, my dining room table... Anyone that knows me knows that I do my laundry and I just toss, toss it all on my dining room table. Yeah. And uh, some some weeks, though, I'm really good about folding everything and putting it away. And some weeks, that pile just gets bigger and bigger. <laughs> I've well, slept on it. <laughs> <laughs> couple times. That pile is fucking absolutely enormous at the moment. Yeah. And I've started, I started folding the clothes the other day. And I got about a third of the way through it and just fucking gave up. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, Dave just got out of breath. Just, yeah. just standing there. Yeah, well, I because I'm, I'm mildly OCD. So when I fold, and it's the same problem with making my bed. When when I do it, it's it bugs. Like everything has to be so perfect and neat that it's easier for me to just leave it. Otherwise, if I do it, I will spend way too long doing it. so it's, it's like that with my clothes i try to fold them way too perfectly because i can't just fold them quickly and yeah done with it. it's it's all it's all it or nothing a really long fucking time yeah i'm the fucking same with stupid chores like that like washing dishes and it's just like mm. i have to get all the fucking dried food off of every utensil Otherwise, I haven't done it properly, and I'm a, and I'm, I'm never make anything of myself in this life. Like, if I can't wash a fucking butter knife properly, how am I going to run a Fortune 500 company? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what goes through my head. <laughs> I've just got to like washing the dishes. I'm like, yeah, because you're a well, piece of shit. That's fair enough. <laughs> I get, I get you, I get you with the structure though. Like, yeah, I feel, I felt like there was a good. Yeah, it's, it's time consuming, so it takes it does take make things take longer. Yeah, but it's not like I don't have time, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, so what if it takes longer? Well, that's that's the other thing, though, isn't it? Because how long did you take off? Was it four weeks? Uh, four weeks. Yeah. yeah, and you're in week what now? Uh, this is week three. Pretty much ten on, ten on three. Yeah. yeah. So I'm guessing at the start of your leave, you're like, oh, I got all the time in the world. I can do whatever. Yep. Come come late next week, you're going to be like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, that's fucking... No, but I, was, I, was talking to, um, I was talking to another buddy about that sort of thing, and I was like, yeah, because he was saying he's got shit to do. And he's like, if I just did one little thing every day, 
uh, you know, it it would pretty it would be done by now. And I'm like, yeah, I like the same my clothes. I could probably have folded maybe two or three bits of clothing a day, and it would have all been done by now. <laughs> I just I just look at it and go, eh, fuck it, tomorrow. <laughs> like I know you. I know you. You've given me shit before, Dave, about like how like I, how I need music to do things. Yeah. But it really does help. Like, yeah, I, I find if I've got music on and I'm really enjoying the music, like I will, I will fucking find things, find extra yeah. dishes to wash while I'm doing it, yeah. <laughs> and like just yeah, to, yeah. just to spend more time in that sort of element think, in that moment. Uh, I think too, it was more just because you, uh, not just because you you need music to do things, but it's just like it's your go-to all the time. It's like yeah, it's almost like the first thing that you're thinking of. Yeah. Or, or. Yeah. Oh shit! We're about to watch TV. I need to put music on. You know? <laughs> I need some Almost sound. Accident, you know yeah. like... I need some sound with my sound. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nah, I feel I feel you with the laziness right now. Yeah, yeah it's nuts. Um. But other other than that, we've all been good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. I um, I don't know if you's if you's uh, seen, but Smalls judged me today. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he fucking, I left right. There was a stray cat in our driveway, and I've seen it a few times, and it's just hasn't come up to us. And then today, for some reason, it came up to me, and I was just like, ah, oh, okay, hey fella, and then was just patting him, and he was super affectionate. I'm standing, I'm standing there patting him, and I just felt like someone was watching me. <laughs> I turn around, and his head's popped up over the fucking over the landing window, just staring at me. And then um, I took the I took that photo that photo that I put up to Facebook, but then I I sent it. I also sent it to Anna, and she goes, "Ah," oh, she messaged me back. She goes, "Ah," oh. she goes, "You you." Like you really upset the dog, because he went. She's like, when you left, uh, she was in her sewing room, and she she could hear him pacing back and forth at the window, just huffing, just on, <laughs> like that. And she goes, she came out and she looked and she's like, what's wrong? And he's just staring out the window, just huffing. Just and then by that time I'd left and then she came over to the and there was nothing there so she couldn't figure it out so then when she's gotten the message she's like she's like you really fucking pissed off your dog like <laughs> uh, that is excellent so that just makes the like, fucking how could, you, how could you pat that thing <laughs> yeah like you don't know where it's been <laughs> you pat me with those hands and you go out and pat that thing oh my god that was, that was something else that happened to you that was like, oh, fucking couldn't believe I'd done that. So, um, I don't know if you's a, you's, if you's had seen, you's probably hadn't, but there's a new documentary on Netflix called The Last Dance, and it's all about the Chicago Bulls fucking epic, yeah. um, championship run in the 90s, um, and especially that last one with that fucking murderer's row team. Um, but anyway... I've been thinking about it for months, just just hanging on it. It finally dropped on Monday night, um, at like 6pm. So fucking, 
all Sunday and all Monday. That's just that just it was on my mind. And I'm like, and there was also a new cartoon that I wanted to watch, um, The Midnight Gospel, from Duncan Trussell. And I'm like, it was, was dropping. Out? Hey, Is that out? Yeah, it came out Monday night. Fuck. It's really good, man. I watched the first three eps- episodes. It's <laughs> fucking excellent. It did, it's that. yeah, just on a um, yeah. I'll get I'll get to that. Um, but I want to watch it. Oh, okay. I oh, will. Yeah. I'll t- t- without I spoiling will, it. I will watch that show by next week. Yeah. Oh, dude, easily. Fucking easily. Dude, I'm... There is... I watched an episode before we started recording, and I was just like... it's. It really dawned on me just how genius this fucking show is. Like, I fucking love it. Um, but anyway, so I was thinking about those two things all day. And... Um, I was like, all right, Monday, I'm like, I've got to go to work. I finish work at 4.30. Anna's going to come and pick me up. Then we'll go to the shops. We've got to do, do a little bit of groceries. She's going to go to the post office. And I'm like, I can go home. I can walk the fucking dog. I can come in. And I'm like, I'm going to get some chicken wings. And I'm just going to fucking cook those bitches. Sit there and eat. And like, enjoy the last dance. And like, watch it. Done all of that. Got home. Doing all that. Watched the first episode. And I was like, it's, and it was like, I finished it, I finished the first episode, it was around like quarter past nine, or twenty past nine, and I'm like, oh, I need to take a shit, and I'll come watch the second episode. Taking a dump, and I'm like, I've forgotten something. Forgotten something all day, and I'm like, no, I've done everything that I need to do, everything's, everything's done. And I'm like, I've had a great day. I've, I've fucking, I've, I went to work, work was great, went to the store. Walked my dog, had a great time. Sitting down now, watching the fucking thing I've been thinking about all day. Get an email. And it was like, it was to do with uni. And I'm like, I had fucking class tonight. I've had class on Monday nights from 5.30 to 9.30 since February. (laughs) Did not. Oh, wow. Did not. Even fucking register until I got the email, man. <laughs> I was just going to like, you fucking kidding me? <laughs> this is, I'm like, it was a real senior moment. I was like, I walked out and I was like, you know, guess what I had tonight? And she goes, what? And I go, uni. <laughs> and then even her face was just, she just looked at me like, did you forget completely? I'm like, yes. Like, I didn't even wow. fucking register. Oh, dude, it just, it just took me. It just threw me through a loop. I was like, fucking hell. Dude, I would expect something like that from me. (laughs) (laughs) But you, you, oh my God. Yeah. Dude, I like, look, and I have to, I I take uni, like, for as as much as it shits me sometimes, I do like to think I take it pretty seriously. And I was just like, for me to forget that, I was like, fuck, I must have been just in another world. Hey? What did they say in the email? Oh, it was nothing. It was just what they... They were obviously discussing the pilot of Community. Because it was the um, comedy class. Uh, comedy TV oh, class. Okay. So, so what was it? Like a catch-up thing? or? Um, yeah, so... No, it was basically... So they, don't, the, they don't email you and go, where the fuck were you? No, it doesn't happen all the time. Like, um, But this lecturer, she's really good. She, she will send... Like, whatever we've talked about in class... And if she's, if she's like, all right, I'm going to give you like homework to do or just 
extra stuff to do for next week because it'll it'll help with this assignment or whatever. She'll send through a dot point sort of okay. list of everything All that right. she's done. So yeah, she sent that to me. I was like, oh, fuck. Um, right. What time did you get that? Twenty past nine, and it was like class finishes at nine thirty. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that was oh fucking completely wow. forgot. Yeah. But that, um, that Midnight Gospel, men, um, that is, and I just feel like it's such a genius, genius show. So Dave, have you seen the trailers for that or anything? It's this really weird psychedelic 2D animation show. Um, so it's basically, just to sum it up, it's, um, super fucking like, 90s mixed with Adventure Time and Ren and Stimpy really out there animation. And that follows this guy who's a space caster, which is basically a podcaster. But he's got this universe-generating machine that he can basically insert his consciousness into and he goes and goes and talks to different beings throughout the universe to try to understand the meaning of life. And I like, right. it's super fucking, like, if you know, if you know anything about Duncan Trussell, who's the comedian, um, behind it and voices it, it, you'll understand. But, um, watching it, the 20 minute long episodes and it really is just that. It feels like, cause he's got his own podcast, the Duncan, Duncan Trussell family hour, um, they get really... Some, some of the episodes get really out there because it's like he just gets high or he gets other people on there that are high or other comedians and they just talk about some of the most outlandish and weird shit ever. And that's what these things are. And you're watching it and it's almost like two stories going at once that they, they haven't been preconceived to have a connection but somehow they do. So it's almost like you're watching somebody who's put an animation to a podcast, but the animation doesn't necessarily have anything to do with what they're actually talking about, unless you're looking for that. And I was just like, this is fucking genius. Like I, 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 like I was just, it was almost like, I feel like it's a new form, new form, new structure of, creating creating something you know what i mean like i don't have wo- i'm struggling to put it into words but um right. just just watch it dave uh i don't know if you like it it's a bit of a it's a bit yeah, of a it bit of a curveball michael i think you'll 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 really love it um but speaking of things that you don't know if dave will like or not <laughs> why don't we talk about ford vs ferrari I'm convinced Dave liked it. Yeah? Absolutely. I was like, Dave has to like this. If Dave doesn't like this, yeah. I'm going to kill myself. Just hang on. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just going to... I'll fucking... Not only that, Michael. If Dave doesn't... I'm just going to bring up Facebook. Because if Dave doesn't like it, I'm just going to unfriend him now. So before... <laughs> just let me hover. Let me hover over the unfriend button as you answer no. this. As you answer this, Dave. So we're, we're, I think, I think Michael and I are both dying to know what you thought of it. So we're gonna like, we're gonna doctor him out of all the photos. 
Whereas we have together. <laughs> like, we never knew. Uh, you know, know what? You know what? We'll be like it's Get me out of the picture. Yeah, you know what we'll do? We'll replace him with a fucking Ferrari. <laughs> replace his head. We'll just put a Ferrari over it. Replace it. We have to replace it with Enzo Ferrari's picture. Nah, I liked it. I liked it. It was a good movie. Yeah. It was a really good movie. Oh, good. Oh, I'm glad to hear it. Dude, I fucking loved Bale's character, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really, really good. Mm. Really, really, really. What good was there? Was there anything that stood out to you, like, um, at all? Uh, not really. I, I also liked uh, who's the dude that plays the Punisher. I liked his character as well. Uh, yeah, Lee Iacocca. I think the character's name was um, John Bernthal. Bernthal. Yeah, I, I just thought it was a good story. It had, had really, um, really interesting, um, not to, oh, what's it? Yeah, it just had, like, grabby bits. Like, even the, even, was it the, the NASCAR race? Yeah, even that yeah, was even pretty that suspenseful. The pinnacle, yeah, it was, it was really, really, really fun to watch. I love that fucking, that subtle put down to NASCAR, though, that I think... Shelby yeah. had. Where he's just like, yeah, they're not just yeah. <laughs> they're not just driving left for fucking four hours. <laughs> I that yeah. was really subtle, but I was like, yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, that no, was good, and uh, you know the feels, the feels got me. At the yeah, end. The fucking Matt Damon brought it home as he does. Yeah, hell. yeah, yeah. Spoilers, but fucking like starts. Well, I think people know that when he's yeah. spoiling these things. Yeah, um, yeah, but he starts welling up and I'm like, yeah, you've done it again, you prick. Yeah. Yeah. Just when, when he's, when he's talking to the kid and you see his eyes, like, yeah. you can see it in his eyes. Yeah. What's he say? He's got that real southern... Hang on, hang on. Feel the rona coming on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's got a bit. He's got a bit of a southern twang in the, yeah. in the accent. But he says there's a saying that he says. He goes, "Oh, well, your dad thought you were just as what was oh, it? God. Just as swell as hats on frogs or something like that." Or something. But I was just like, the when he said it, I was just like, that can only ever come out of one place in this entire world, and that's the fucking south of America. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mark, the Mark. shot of him he does twice. Um, you know when he's sitting in the car and he's just sort of like at the end yeah and mm. he's just sort of like coping with it and he downs the pills and fucks off like he does that at the very start of the movie as well yeah so like two moments in his life where he loses something insanely significant to him so mm. like at the start he's like you're not driving anymore uh, yeah, mm. yeah 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 he fucking sits in the car and he just sort of deals with that downs the pills fucks right off yeah and then at the end he loses Ken and talks to the kid and shit and does the exact same thing. Hmm. Thought it was very nice. That kind of came like sort of full circle kind of. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so do, did either of you know anything about this story before you watched the movie? No. 
I'd I'd heard years ago about something about Ford almost buying Ferrari. That that was about it. Um, I knew who Carroll Shelby was. Uh, like I heard the name, and I was just like, oh, that must be the guy who built the fucking Mustangs. That was it. Right. Price that, but yeah, I yeah. um. Because the um, uh, I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know anything about any of this. And um, I actually thought when he had the when the car burst in the flames, his first big accident. I, mm. I thought he was not dead, but I thought there was going to be something seriously wrong with him. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, that was the. So the. Oh. Sorry, go on. I was gonna say the, the, I know it's a film, and they, you know, they've got to, you know, cinema up the the drama, and the visuals of it. But the the way that they portrayed them engineering that fucking GT forty, it, it was really good. And I was actually, I'm actually really curious to know if they'd done that thing with the twine with the 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 ball of wool or whatever it was right. and how they taped yeah, yeah. it to all over the GT40 to see it's, where to see what, the, what the air was doing yeah I was just like I wonder I wonder how accurate that is like I wonder if they really did <laughs> that, that, was, that or that was another good bit of the movie too where they just pull all the equipment out <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like what's he doing it's like making your car faster Yeah. Well, dude, I, I would I I would love to be the passenger in the passenger seat of one of those. Like oh, those GT forty, like <laughs> fucking hell man. But yeah, um, that was good. Ball on his eyes and then Chuck is just just sitting there waiting for him to sort of stop. <laughs> and then I think I think he says are you okay or something like that. Mr. Ford. Yeah. You know, the, my, there's, there's two moments that I absolutely love in this film. Um, the first one is that when Enzo, Enzo Ferrari says to Leo Coco, he's like, tell, basically tell, tell him he's not John Ford. Tell him he's John Ford the second. I was just kind of like, Oh, that's such a fucking like. Even after after calling him a fat pig and ugly cars and an ugly factory and an ugly country and stuff, and I was just like, that was the, the best insult. Like, yeah, to... and, and even even when the when the guy's telling Ford, yeah, and you like watching him sort of glaze over everything that he said, yeah, but you watch the expression on his face change when he says that one line, yeah. Yeah, and it was like that hit home, that hit home, yeah. and it goes it goes yeah. beyond goes beyond like a son trying to sort of 
eclipse his father in what he's doing. It just goes to like somebody try, a son trying to live up to his father's name. I was just yeah. like that. That was a really good. I wonder how close that is as well to what actually happened. Like, I wonder what Enzo Ferrari actually said. Um, if he said something along those lines. But the the second the second one is that it's, I absolutely love it. Just because it's just a fun moment. You know when they put that fucking small block engine into it? Was it a small block, Dave? The new engine? Oh. Uh, yeah, I can't. I can't, uh, I can't but what, what, that, that fuck off engine. That gave him, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and um, they already put it. They already redesigned one, and then Ken just walks out and grabs the helmet off of the the test drive. He's like, "Can I borrow that?" And just oh. jumps in the car. Like <laughs> that moment when he's in the car and he's like, "Going flat stick," and it just cuts to him. He's like, "Ah, oh, yes, more of that, please. More yeah, of that, yeah. my girl." <laughs> it was just like it was fucking. That was the most British thing I've ever seen, and I love it. <laughs> that was so good. Yeah. yeah. I can't. There, were, there are a lot of good moments from him. I fucking loved his character, man. I, I can't say that enough. Yeah. yeah Christian, Christian Bowles, he fucking... Mate, he, he... He fucking done it. Dude, even in his... The, the, inter, the introduction to that character and his... He's got that customer at his oh, garage. Was it? Expecting the accent, so I couldn't understand what the fuck he was saying until I, my brain got accustomed <laughs> to that accent. I was, like, I was like, "Oh, hang on, he's he's British." Like, I was like, I, was, "I wasn't expecting that." Bale, Bale actually is British too, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah he was born. But I think I think born. he was actually putting on a different British accent. British accent. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's Welsh. Yeah, Wales. Oh. Yeah, UK. Um, <laughs> that's like fucking somebody calling a an Australian a Kiwi. Um, <laughs> we love it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Michael, we've Dave and I have been sucking this movie's dick. What do you What do you think of it? Well, first time I watched it in the cinema, I came out of it going, "That was a." fucking great movie um it, it's been a few months i kind of forgot how the movie made me feel but then watching it again i'm sitting there watching it and the, this thought just popped into my head and it just i was just like i am loving every fucking second of this movie mm. like i just enjoy watching it and just yeah, there's no soft spots is there it, it really is mm. like that yeah and like i, I was kind of taking mental notes haphazardly while I was watching it I was like this is a great moment this is a great moment and I just noticed that I just kept saying it mm. and I was like oh, fuck it like just watch the fucking movie man. But like <laughs> I loved um Ken's wife as well yeah she's such a great character um one of my favourite scenes is their fight yeah have, um in the car where she's like <laughs> I love that scene to death um the other fight that uh Carol and can have yeah, <laughs> the rope. yeah that's, he grabs the tin and then he puts it down because he's just going out, 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 too, like, too far too far and Ken's wife just getting the lawn chair and fucking having it a... yeah he's yeah, like grab me a pop yeah, yeah. he's like yeah me, me too so, no no none for him <laughs> yeah. yeah 
Finn. <laughs> yeah, and like a lot of other things, like Carol Shelby having the meeting with Ford after mm. they the first time, and mm. Ford's like, you know, give me a good reason why I should fire you right now, and he just gives him that speech. Yeah. And like Ford's just like, all right, you answer to me. I mean, he ends up going back on it and giving the reins yeah. to fucking old mate. I can't remember his name. Oh, Koga. D- no, it wasn't like a coke, it was the other guy. The fucking executive vice president. Oh, uh, yeah, the... Oh, yeah, yeah, fucking grew to hate that prick. Yeah. yeah. I think that's why I love this movie so much, though, because, like, Ken, to me, is, like, that... He's the guy I want to be. He's, like, the guy that's... Fuck the suits, fuck the corporates. Like, you go out and you do what you love. Yeah. Do. Yeah. But Regardless it's also... of what these people are trying to stop you from doing. Yeah. and it's But it's also that you you do it how you're going to do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. you know, like, knowing yourself, knowing who you are. Because like, I even felt like, you know that, you know, before, before, um, Shelby approached him, like, just yeah. after the IRS had closed his, his shop and stuff, and he was having that conversation with his wife, and he's just like, he goes, yeah, he goes, I think it's time to give up racing. Like, I, di- yeah. I didn't feel like, well, I think this was brilliant direction from Mangold um, and sort of character choice by Bale as well to not have that conversation be bitter. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, he seemed kind of okay with it. Yeah, and I was just and I was just kind of like, that's that's a really good um, choice because I was just like the. I think if we were to see this done by any other director I think the the initial reaction would be to be like well you're going to give up racing but you you know you don't want to like you're upset yeah. about it and it's just yeah. sort of like this gives it more well, depth I think that just comes from Ken's character because he's not the kind of he loves his family as much as he loves racing yeah so like him giving up racing he's like I'm doing this to help my own family who you know i love to death mm. sort of thing. yeah um and you know shows throughout the whole movie like the the scene where they're on the airstrip uh ken and his mm. son and he's talking about the perfect lap to me that's such a beautiful father-son moment mm. or like when his wife comes into the hangar while he's listening to the race and they end up yeah dancing or it's like you can tell that yes racing was his life but it was his family as well. Yeah, mm. yeah, definitely. And it was like, and like, it's and it's so nice to see in a film. But so like, I don't know how true that is to real life. But like yeah. seeing that in a film where it's like, because I think about a lot of the other films that we see, or like especially ones that I watch where they they are about these sort of extraordinary people doing yeah, these they're driven but they neglect the ones around yeah them. and that's always where the drama comes from and i just get a yeah. little bit jack of seeing it because then it's like you're telling me i have to give up i already sacrifice enough you're telling me that i have to sacrifice absolutely everything except this one thing that i do love and i'm just yeah. sort of like but there's you know people people are so humans are so multifaceted that it's like we don't just love one thing like all of us yeah. don't just have one passion mm. you know what I mean and I'm like that's how I felt watch it, that dawned on me this time watching it I was just like yeah, yeah he th- this was this was done extremely well because they give him so much depth 
and um, it real. I feel like it's this this film. It's really a two per a two um sort of two main characters are the two protagonists. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing opposing them, but you know, like they they're not they argue at times, but they're still friends. You know what I mean? Like, I fucking loved it. It was just like, the way this film is put together, the way it's written, it's just, yeah, just done perfectly. But you still don't, you never, you never really get the impression that they are good friends until the movie's well and truly along. Yeah, that's, yeah, that is true. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, like, I, I feel, I feel like them, them working on the GT40 though, like, Shelby, I think Shelby recognises the raw talent in Ken. But then it wasn't until they started doing this thing that they really formed that relationship. Mm. Yeah. The the Le Mans the Le Mans race has also always fascinated me, like that twenty four hour race. So it was good to see. Like I kind of got fascinated me to, but I'm too lazy to fucking look into it. But so this film gave me a little bit of an insight of how how it operates. So I'm like, oh, okay, it's not just one driver. <laughs> driving around for 24 hours um yeah I I fucking I I don't I look I mean I could be extremely wrong but I don't think anyone could race a car at that level for 24 hours straight I I reckon they could man because there's fucking marathon runners that are running 36 hours straight yeah, but that's it's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, it, it but really is. I don't know. I like, just I think it's there's a, there's a lot of things that I've thought like I um, people can't do that, and then you find out. Yeah, the difference yeah. is like a dude running a thirty six hour marathon. One mistake, you'll fall over. <laughs> if you're going like fucking hundred yeah. miles an hour, make you fucking dead. Well, so. there was there was a there was a chick that won the mo the last woman to win the Moab. Well, she won the the I think she done the quickest time and I think it was like 36 or 37 hours or something she went blind while she was running it like not not permanently like that was just from the exhaustion and it was just kind of like imagine pushing your body to a point where it's just like yeah you don't need your sight (laughs) I was like no thank you but um no it's like it's hearing things like that but it's like you like you're yeah I'm not I'm not saying it would be an easy feat but Motherfuckers that swim the English Channel and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, like I don't, yeah, I don't think. Uh, so another thing that people probably don't realise too is is how strenuous mm. race car driving actually is. And the only reason I've, I've the the fastest thing I've ever raced was was go karts, like pro, like proper proper racing karts. And man, I, mate, doing twenty laps of that as fast as you can go. Like, I got out of that thing and was absolutely fucked. Granted, I'm, I'm not physically... Mm-hmm. Like, people... These people that are racing these things, they're obviously... Um, fit. Extremely fit. They're fit. They're fit as well. Yeah. So, like, you know, I was fucked. So yeah. I think about racing something faster and something that you have to... Um, so, like, you know, tugging on that steering wheel and then staying focused and concentrated and, like... What what he said about markers, to know when and what to do and all that, that all that shit's true. 
you know, that's all. Yeah. That's all. You got a visual cues. Racing. Yeah. But, uh, but man, yeah, I just think to do that for 24 hours, I, yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a different sort of strain on your body. Yeah. Than, than running a marathon. That, that's the only reason why I say that. It's yeah. just, it's, it really is different. I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm not, yeah. I, like I said, look, I've, I, I think I'm not saying it would be it would be easy. I'm just saying I I would I wouldn't be surprised if somebody has or uh, fucking yeah. at least te- uh, oh, attempted it. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I I guarantee that the 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 lap timers would be getting oh. extremely sloppy. Yeah. The end. Oh yeah, they would have to. <laughs> they would absolutely have to. But um, you know that was something that I was like I didn't realize how how sort of tough racing was as well until I think I. I was watching. I was watching an interview with a Bathurst driver or, or something like that. But anyway, they were basically talking about this. This guy was like, he was a small dude. He was like my dad's my dad's height and weight. So he was probably about like fifty two kilos and you know maybe fucking fifty five wet. But he was talking about how. Um, they, he's like they, these these machines that we're driving. He's like he's the the clutch alone has eighty pounds of pressure on it. To you need eighty pounds of pressure on it to change gear. That's eighty pounds is like thirty six kilo. Mm-hmm. So it's like like you're you don't just change gears once when you when you're racing. You ch- and he goes and he was like you you change up. You use the clutch to change up and down as well, a lot of the time. Yeah. So. He goes, think about that. Now you've got to race for eight hours. You've got to do 52 fucking laps of this, of this yeah. thing that's, you know, and he goes, and he goes, power steering? He's like, forget about it. He goes, forget about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you've got, you got a, you know, one and a half ton machine going 140 kilometers an hour and you've got to turn it on a dime and change three gears. And I was just like, yeah. I was just like, yeah, that's. I was like that. That's you'd have to be very physically fit to to pull that off. Not not to mention the mental acuity that you would like the mental accuracy that you would need. You know what I mean? Like you were saying to have visual cues for certain turns. Mm. Like, because I don't know. There's, you, there's a lot of a lot of concentrating going yeah. on. Yeah, dude. Have like, you? And, and especially to make sure you don't fuck up mm. because because um, yeah. it's your life. That's why. Yeah, but um, have you ever seen GoPro footage of F one drivers? Uh, like, dude, dude, just look, look that up on YouTube because there's uh, there's footage of like the camera from within the cockpit of them drive, and I think those the F ones have the gear shift on the um, steering wheel. Yeah, pad- but, paddle shift. Yeah, but they've got the rev as well. And they, they, it's like a green and a red light. And you just watch that fucking thing just bounce up and down, up and down as they're changing keys. And, and then at the same time, they're turning on these corners that are so, so sharp. And it's just like, it's unbelievable. Like the, I, I just, it's one of those things that you watch and you're like, oh yeah, I've driven a car. I can do that. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> It's like no, yeah, that's no, my thing. Can't. Like until until I really sort of under, got talking to people who race and really understood it, 
that's one thing. That's one really easy misconception to have about mm. watching these guys. Is like, uh, yeah, basically they're driving a really fast car and they're just making it go. Yeah, and <laughs> they're I'm... just having a blast. Yeah, but, uh, it, it is fun. Yeah, it's fu- it's fucking it's strenuous. It's work, dude. <laughs> but it's like, it's one of those things, dude. I almost I almost shit myself on a go kart once, like literally. Because mm. it was like we just went to the local go kart place. I we we went to all you all you can eat Pizza Hut like an hour before. I I was sick for the three days leading up to it, and I had the runs, and I oh. stupidly stuffed my face on pizza because I was just kind of like, yeah, well, fucking bread's just gonna soak it all up and make me solid again. And then we've gone to the go karts, and we've had a big fucking accident. I've hit. I've hit the bumpers, the tires, and then my mates come around the corner and just cleaned me up from behind, and I just went flying forward. The fucking seatbelt just pressed straight on my stomach, and I was just like, "Oh, this is bad." <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, I'd rather have broken an arm for this, or like, rather than this happen. But um, thankfully my my um pants weren't soiled that day. I they lived to fight another day, but. It was very close. And, dude, I was like, that was just go-karts. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you fucking... In a goddamn weapon like a GT40. Um, but that was a long, long way of around of me saying, I think that they... I really feel like they got that message through very well in this film. That, like... Like, it's like what Matt Damon says to John Ford. Like, not everybody can drive these things. Yeah. Like and it's it's one of those things where it's just kind of like you like I think everybody inherently knows it's just sort of like I can't just you can't just jump into a plane and and figure it out, but because so many people drive, I think that yeah. they they look at those That's things exactly right. and just be like oh like I'll figure it out and it's just like yeah. no man no not not at the ridiculous speeds that they get to and and what they have to maneuver around like there's no way and, and it's funny when you when you get a good driver too like i like going back like i know it's go-karts but going back to go-karts like there's a buddy of mine that that's sort of his his business and there's another uh, buddy of his that races and he's a really really good driver and it's just funny like the way they sort of talk about him it's like oh well get it get it they need to make up time. It's like, oh, we'll put so and so in the seat and let's let's get him out there and he'll he'll show he'll like, you know what I mean? Like yeah, he really push it to its limits. If, if it's an endurance race, it's like, all right, we need to make up time. Get get Watson back in the car, you know? It's like, yeah, and you just watch and you watch him too. And it's like, yeah, what was his time? It's like, yeah, he fucking he did two seconds better than the last guy, you know? Mm. Yeah, it's it's really. It, it makes you appreciate watching it so much more. I never, I never really understood though. I, I never really understood watching racing until learning more about it. Um, but this is one of those films that's funny because there's a lot of people at uni that really like this too, and they've got no interest in cars, like mm. none. And I was just like, yeah. it was really the story's great. Yeah, because yeah. the story itself is great. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, it was just really good to see because I was just kind of like, here's a here's a, a tr- for me I'm like this is a true blockbuster film, 
Like, it's got the story there. You you don't need an already existing fan base to appreciate it. And you can see that there's been a hell of a lot of work behind the finished product. And mm. I'm like, that that's what... I feel like that's what these film that's what films should be. Films of this caliber. Yeah. And it's like doesn't doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna love it, but you know, it's just the work the work speaks for itself. I think it's missing uh, a lot of these a lot of these days. Um well something I wanted to say to you I've learnt some trivia about it as well. Um so that GT forty, um from I think like 1966 or whatever it was or 60 fucking 9 can't remember the exact date but that GT40 Ford only made a certain amount of them um and I think there's virtually none nowadays that were made in that era that are still um in pristine condition now so that led to the the sound the sound guys the sound engineer on the movie trying to track track one down to record the sounds of the car even like the the engine how like the little little movements of of everything you know when the car's actually in motion and stuff like that they end up finding this guy in like fucking bumfucked idaho somewhere in the states um just like some farmer who basically found a GT40 years ago, um, like chassis and all that, and over time has rebuilt it with original parts taken from other GT40s. Like he's gone to the effort of tracking down the original pipes that were like in a original GT40 at that time and then put it all together and they found that guy and they fucking... Um, use that car to record the engine sound, the Atmos and, and everything of the car. And I was just like, I know, I know you can't visually see that when you're watching the film, but I felt like mm-hmm. you could feel that when, when you, when I seen that car and the, the short sort of the shots of Ken miles in a, especially in the cinema, like I, I felt like I was in the car just because of like small little sounds and stuff like that, you know, how it was shot, it was just really, I really, really, really appreciate the effort that was gone into making this film. Mm-hmm. But, um, shines through in the end product. Yeah. Well, to sum that up, that's a, I think that's a two thumbs up from everybody. Unless, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, well, if that's it for Ford vs. Ferrari, Michael, why don't you drive us into the future? <laughs> I, like, I think I like more than that. It's just how pleased he was with himself. Yeah, my fucking segues are on point tonight. That's why. Well, Carl's got an ego the size of his fucking ass, so. <laughs> Big and brown. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> And no one wants it. <laughs> Just like my ego. <laughs> a hairy, a hairy ego. Well, um, 
if you were kind of secretly hoping that our little hiatus stopped me from my little weird and wonderful movie marathon, then you're sadly mistaken. Well, fuck. We're still on track. Um, so what I piece of shit are we watching this week? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've decided to sort of ease you back into it. I'm not going to subject you to anything. Are you fluffing us up? So I'll give you a movie that's a little off kilter, but still very fun. I, From memory, I believe it's uh, quite funny. Yeah. Uh, I'll read out the synopsis. You'll fucking guess it pretty quickly. Oh, you will, Carl. I don't think they will. No. But uh, a puppeteer discovers a portal that leads literally into the head of movie star John Malkovich. Oh, nice. Being John Malkovich. Yes. Um, I... I have only ever seen parts of this film. I've seen it once. It was a while ago. I remember really liking it. It's, um... Yeah, I don't know. It's just a really interesting movie. Very quirky and very... It, it gets fucking weird, dude. So, yeah. 1999. Dude, I... I absolutely fucking love John Malkovich. I... Yeah. He's a train. Don't know why, but I fucking do. Oh, this is written by Charlie Kaufman. Oh, shit. Um... Yeah. And directed by Spike Jones. Oh. Nice. Cameron Diaz is in this as well. Shit. Didn't know that. Um, oh, Spike, Spike Jones done Three Kings. Um, alright. Yeah, look, I, look, like I said, I don't, I don't think I've ever watched this film in its entirety. Um, Dave, what about you? Have you, have you seen this? No. Have you heard of it? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Um. It's vaguely ringing a bell. Nothing that, like, jumps out and screams at me, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I don't really have anything to say about it. Michael? Yeah, like, we'll just have to watch it and come back. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I'm actually really looking forward to this one. Oh, John Malkovich is in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, alright. Well, alright, um, right. it was a cheap one. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I still love doing? Like, watch it. Like yeah. No, no, if I'm watching, if I'm watching a movie with, um, if I'm watching a movie with Anna, and the credits are just rolling, and I just see a random name, and it's like, you know, fucking the 20th executive producer on it, and it's just like, you know, John Smith, it's like, oh, yeah, fuck, John Smith, <laughs> it's just like, oh, do, do you know him or something? I'm like, no, it's just him, that's John Smith. <laughs> Oh, it never gets fucking oh. tired. Alright. I used to know the backstory beyond stuff like this. Like, is the writer a friend or the director or the producer or... Ah, uh, God, I did know. Um, we like, know That's just really random to pick someone like that. You know what I mean? Like, be like, ah, oh, let's make a movie about being inside your head. Well, oh, you... look, I don't, I don't know the story of how, like, the story itself came about, but... Uh, I think Charlie Kaufman wrote it and he sent the script to Francis Ford Coppola whose daughter was married to Spike Jones. So he gave it to his daughter. I forgot her name. What's her name again? 
Sophia. Gave yeah. it to Sophia, who gave it to her husband, and they started talking about directing it and shooting, and that's how that happened. Yeah, but why John Malkovich? I don't fucking know, man. Dave really yeah. wants inside knowledge. Like, what the, What conversation went yeah. down? Like, me, how me, does it... Let me call Charlie Kaufman real quick, and I'll ask him. Can you please? Well, I was... Well, Can you do it before the podcast ends? <laughs> Dave, I swear to God, Dave gets sometimes, like... Like, here's the answer. Here's the best answer I've got. It's just like, Dave wants more. This is like, no. It's like, Pretty I much. need to know the exact terminology. It's just like going to the movies with you, Dave. And it's just like, you want to go to Woolworths to get some, get some chocolate? Like, yeah, but I don't want to get peanut M&M's. I want to get something different. And then you fucking spend half an hour deciding on what you want. And then what do you walk out with, Dave? Tell us. What do you walk out with? Uh, sometimes I walk out with something different. And then Fuck on off. the way to the register, I turn around and hang it back up and grab peanut M&M's. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I was, I was, I was going to say... Um, that question is probably a very good question, a, a good research for us to do this week on it. Yeah, for someone else to do, not <laughs> I just want to sit here and... This was my fucking half, this well. was my half attempt to get you to do something. <laughs> Alright, yeah, I might, I might, I'll, I might look, I might look into that, see, see how it, um, came about. Because it is, it, that, that is an interesting question. So on on that note, uh, on yeah. being John Malkovich, nineteen ninety nine, let's let's go and watch it. Do it until next week. Put your finger out.